This is Uniquely Milwaukee. It's everything you love about community stories, but more in depth. Giving the stories the time and attention they deserve. Changing perspective one episode at a time. I'm your host, Salam Fathayed, and this is Uniquely Milwaukee. Stories that stick with you. What qualities contribute to making a city truly desirable? Several key characteristics play a pivotal role in shaping a city's appeal. And some of those characteristics can be location, safety, access to essential services, sustainable architecture, and spaces that are inviting to create an inclusive and vibrant atmosphere, fostering a sense of community. And Culture by Design addresses the last one, community. We're designers of social spaces, right? We are conveners, we are facilitators. We bring people together around really cool events, engagements, right? It can be an intellectual panel, right, or forum. It can be a party. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter, right? That's Gerard Blanks, Managing Partner and Creative Director of Culture by Design, a Milwaukee-based marketing and events firm. But what it offers is something called experimental marketing. It is a style of marketing or an approach that really is event-based. And so companies use events as a way to... Um, either introduce their product or their, their services to the marketplace, or to consumers, I should say, or you're taking an existing product or service or just the brand persona mm -hmm. in general and sort of embedding it into a social environment, right? So this has been around forever. There's nothing new. However, where we come in is that we throw really cool events. Mm -hmm. Like what we do is, and I've always... I've always been mindful of, of style and aesthetic, right? It can be an intellectual panel, right, or forum. It can be a party. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter, right? And then what? That's, that's sort of the first half of what we do, right? So that's our business-to-consumer model is the, we call it experience curation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the other half of what we do is our business-to-business -business model, which is offering companies a pathway an opportunity into these diverse settings. Culture by Design is a firm that's brought to you by three former Milwaukee film employees, Gerard himself, Maureen Post, and Ronell Washington. And having been let go from their previous positions before the holiday, they turned that adversity into inspiration. And the trio decided to channel their skills and creativity into the creation of Culture by Design. What's interesting is, and in, in I think you'll understand this, right? Um, you have an idea. You, you, you have this desire to do something, mm -hmm. to take the leap, shall we say, right? To It could be another career endeavor. It could be anything. And something is holding you back. Yeah, A lot I've of times there. it's comfort the comfort of a salary or the comfort of a position or just fear. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes you just need that, that gentle nudge. Well, I got that gentle nudge in the form of um, a severance package. Yeah. <laughs> and it was funny. I, I was joking about this last night, and I don't know, at the launch party um, on the 25th, 
I don't know if people kind of it was a lighthearted way of explaining what happened, but I feel like people took it maybe because I got a lot of people like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry about that happening. I'm thinking, well, that happened like over three months ago. Yeah. I'm, I'm good now. But new, new chapters, right? Right. Now, yeah. But essentially, it, there was a restructuring, and and what I say to people is a restructuring is like musical chairs, except you don't have a chair, mm-hmm. right? So I was let go uh, Monday, October 16th. And I'll never forget that day for so many reasons. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. It was just, I'll just tell you this, because I think you would enjoy this, and my wife and I joke about it. Um, my ex-girlfriend, right, uh, from college, we still keep in touch. Um, you know, I know her family. She's good peoples. She just, literally, I'm sitting at my desk an hour before I'm going to be let go. And pops. what pops up on my LinkedIn page my ex-girlfriend, Janina, just became the vice president of brand marketing for Kevin Hart's production company, oh, Heartbeat. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, her. oh. And this is, I, I, I kid you not, I'm sitting, I'm seeing that because I have an hour before I'm going to go meet mm-hmm. with the people. And I'm sitting there and I'm racking my brain about, because I have an idea of what's about to happen. I don't know that I'm going to be let go. Yeah. Right? I think other things are going to happen and when that popped up I said this is an omen I couldn't be getting fired literally on the day that my ex-girlfriend gets this amazing yeah. job right with Kevin Hart and that's exactly what happened it's a clear but it's comparison <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I and I got to reach out to her and tell her uh, cuz I think she'd get a kick out of it and plus it's a good way to say hey that's that's really that's dope. That's really right? awesome. Congratulations. But but just just skip forward quickly. Um, that was Monday. Um, by Friday, I had incorporated culture by design with the state because I was sitting on the couch, and uh, my wife was looking at me like, "What you gonna do? You gotta get up and get a job." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "I don't want to go back to a nine to five. So we already had a family company that we've had consulting for years. It's been successful that my mother runs. So I was just gonna put. I was like, "Hey, I just." Now I can put my all into mm-hmm. it. And she's, but I was talking about wanting to continue the work from cultures and communities and black lens, like you, yeah. you talked about. And so she said, Well, look. And I said, You know, I call it Coach by Design. She was like, Well, why don't you just grab the name, incorporate it so you have the name, and then figure out what you want to do later? So by that Friday, I had incorporated it. And it just so happens that I get a call from Maureen and she says, yeah, I'm available now. Like, we had been talking because in the aftermath of me being let go, we still had a couple events we had to do that yeah. week. And so her and Rennell, Rennell Washington, our other partner, they were supporting me and they were like, hey, anything you want to do, we'll, we'll help mm-hmm. you. We'll support you. So Maureen was like, well, now I'm available full time. And then once Rennell got word that me and Maureen were both leaving, he was like, because he was part time there as an advisor he was like I'm on board too and we just had a series of coffees lunches and we just planned it out for the last three months it seems like inclusion um, and diversity is a big part of culture by design were there any while while you guys are brainstorming what this will look like for the city were there any particular aspects that you believe are lacking in Milwaukee that culture by design wants to address well, yeah. I mean, that that's, you know, the premise of this of this new entity um, is sort of based on the idea that there is something missing. 
Right. And I'm not one of these people. Um, I get sort of exhausted with people that constantly complain about the city because literally you go to Cleveland, you go to Minneapolis, you go to Omaha, Nebraska. Someone's complaining about the city. Everyone's mm-hmm. complaining. And, and, a, and a part of that for, for me is I got to see traveling to go to film festivals, right, mm-hmm. for when I was with Black Lens, seeing what other folks were doing and bringing ideas back here, I would often bring my wife, Element, and we would go out and see the city when I wasn't working. And I remember a few times saying, man, we went to see uh, an Amanda Seals event in Philly. Man, I can't even think of so many things. Like, we would go to concerts in these, you know, regular clubs, and they would have this amazing hip-hop band. I saw Pete Rock and C.L. Smooth in San Francisco. And I was just like, you know, would these sorts of things work in Milwaukee? Not, you know, concerts are concerts, but these sort of niche or boutique type events that a Philadelphia gets every day of the week, Mm -hmm. but is a big deal in Milwaukee, right? And, you know, when we got back, I really started thinking about that. And I was implementing a lot of that in Black Lens and cultures and communities. But now I get to do it at a whole different level. And so to answer your question, um, what I think is missing is consistency. It's not that people here aren't already doing dope things. Mm -hmm. It's just in a city like Milwaukee, we don't have the consistency, say like a city, our our sister or cousin, Chicago, right? Mm -hmm. 90 minutes to the south. There's such a consistency there. I'm yeah. sure you and a friend or somebody has gone to Chicago for something, mm-hmm. right? That's It's funny, like, everybody has gone there for a concert that wasn't coming here yeah. or for an event mm-hmm. that wasn't whatever, right? Well, I want to build more consistency and more abundance yeah. so that you're still going to go to Chicago because Beyonce's going to play Soldier Field or Taylor Swift's going to play Soldier Field mm-hmm. and they're going to skip Milwaukee. Okay, but... Consistent social and cultural spaces that people enjoy, and like I said, abundance, and with that flavor, right? That that aesthetic, yeah. that vibe. Because I was talking to somebody last night, oh, my, my guy, Deshae, and he had brought up, he um, we're chopping it up, and then he says, yeah, and it's going to be grown, folks. And I was like, oh, you, you, you see where I'm going here. Um, you don't have to reveal your age, Salam, but... <laughs> But you're grown. Yeah. You're I, grown. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And you know how it is as a as a member of the Grown Float Folks Club. We, you know, we all love the kids. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to hang out with them and they don't want to hang out with us. Yeah, you want a space <laughs> for people that like kind of relate to what you're going through right now in the age group for sure completely. Yeah, yeah. People that got to get up in the morning and mm-hmm. go do something with it. Yeah. Nah, I'm, just, I'm not trying to down the kids. But, but yeah, you know, you want that space where you feel comfortable, mm-hmm. where you feel in and accept it and so this idea of inclusion i i want to be careful we are very much uh rooted in diversity act principles of a diversity act with the inclusion however we take a different approach Mm -hmm. and i've been saying this for maybe four years now um because my mother i grew up in a house my mother was doing DE&I in the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. back when it was called multiculturalism or whatever. And so I grew up around this, and I felt like there have been some who have exploited, yeah, right, for, for their own gain, mm-hmm. 
this really important work. And what we're trying to bring it back to is this idea of inclusion is a two-way street. Yeah. Culture is meant to be shared. And culture, if I can ask you, um, race, ethnicity, gender identification, sexual orientation are all extremely important to who we are. But if I was to say to you, like, how, what's an event that you and I would meet up at? Like, not plan to meet, but just we might, we might end up at the same space. I feel like it would be something like that has to do with like Afrobeats or music or that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it definitely. Yeah, I feel like it's something like that has to do with black culture. And, so yeah. think about this, right? We were tossing around the term tribes last night because we mm -hmm. did a. We actually did. We had this thing called real to real conversations where we use mm -hmm. film, right, to engage people in dialogue. Um, and we did one last night, and the film was tribes. And the moral to the story was we we're saying, look. Beyond, you know, the obvious identifiers, right, markers, what things, who's your tribe? Mm -hmm. And so somebody, it was funny, the first person yelled out, I said, G give me a tribe you belong to. And somebody said, cool black people. <laughs> so he said, who who in here belongs to cool, is a part of, that's their tribe, raise hands. And then I said, dare I say, who belongs to the cool white people tribe? And, then, you know, <laughs> and I said, okay, now, cool white people and cool black people. Yeah. What else? What yeah. other tribes? And so we just threw out a bunch of stuff, and what you realize is... Yeah, I, I really like that, because, like, you know, um, I just did a, recently a story about this coffee shop called Camarilla on the South Side, which is a Yemeni coffee shop, which is, you know, open for everyone, but majority of people that go there are South Asian, are Arab American, are Palestinian... And that was the first time in the city of Milwaukee where I felt like I belonged somewhere. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily that like anywhere else I felt ex excluded. But I think because of that coffee shop's intention that it's serving for a certain type of demographic, I get that. And that was something that I kind of was craving for a while. And I think when you mentioned consistency, my, my mind immediately went to Chicago because every time I go there, it's the same type of people, the same type of events. Uh, this weekend, there's this... Uh, Habibi, night, Habibi Beats event, which is like Arabic music infused with Afrobeats and tech, tech Ooh. music, which Ooh, okay. I'm really excited about. Uh, and my sister and I, she also loves music. We're thinking about bringing this to Milwaukee. Okay. But, um, so, okay. Then you're of the same mindset, yeah. right? Why do I need to go to Chicago? Exactly. And it, like that, when I saw the events at Camarilla and also the things that are happening in Palestine, I've seen people in my community members show up and do artistic things. It's like there's people here that I could feel comfortable with, that I can collaborate with, that I can, you know, be a part of at events. I don't need to go to Chicago because before you used to only go to Chicago so, to feel that community. So that's a perfect example, right, to to further explain what we do. You would tell me, like you just did about mm -hmm. this idea, and I'd be like, off air, I'd be like, hey, can you tell me more? Is mm -hmm. this something? Is there collaboration, a partnership, or blah, blah, blah? Because a big part of what we do, or I think the thing that, um, I think I really pride our, ourselves on, and this goes back to all the years at Milwaukee Film, we are fully aware that our knowledge and expertise, um, it's finite, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things we, we've done for years is this thing called community forums where we bring people in and say, what should we be doing? What should we not be doing? How are we doing? And so I love the idea of we're going to be creating a lot of events that's the idea starts with someone else. Mm -hmm. And we just think, ooh, that could work. How does this come together? And then, again, keep in mind, the funding part is really important. 
because corporations seem like these out of touch buildings or mm-hmm. names on a building or they're people. Yeah. They're people. And that's sort of our secret sauce is we build relationships. Mm-hmm. Right after the break, Gerard and I talk a little bit about that element of building relationships, starting with a full program for Black History Month. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the honor system. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. For February in Black History Month, Culture by Design developed a Black History Month program to celebrate and honor the rich heritage and contributions of the Black community, but also to serve as a unifying force for our city. You guys are starting your Black History program lineup beginning with, I believe, February 3rd with Black History Tibia. Um, I, I have the lineup in front of me, but do you mind speaking a little bit about what's to come this upcoming month? We've been doing Black History. like Trivia is just one of those things we do every Black History Month because mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's funny because I think we've gotten really good at balancing between difficult questions mm-hmm. and the easy questions. And, you know, because you don't want to make it so easy that everybody gets everyone, right? Mm-hmm. You want to make it a little challenging, but it's not fun if you don't know any of the answers, right? <laughs> I, I've been, I think, to the Wisconsin's Hardest Trivia Night, and I only got one right. It was yeah. not a fun time. So here's the thing, right? <laughs> Guessing, right? Being able to make a reasonable guess mm-hmm. makes it fun. Yeah, and then learning it, something, too, from that. Yeah. And even if your team doesn't score many points, if you feel the fun part is going back and forth with your teammates yeah. and making what you think is a reasonable guess. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting there like, I don't know. I've, I, I don't even know. Who, where, what. Yeah. yeah. Or if it's like every answer is Spike Lee, Rosa Parks, mm. who sat on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> but there's even a way I've learned to make a question like that. Like, it's all in the wording. And and we got Dale is our host. We've been working with Dale for years. And Dale is so good. Like, just <laughs> making it fun. Right. And then we have the DJ and we got the music going and it's going to be a company brewing. So um, drinks and food, it's mm-hmm. just going to be a good time. And doors open at 530. So we're doing an earlier start on the Saturday because our thought was you come to this and then you have the rest of your night if you want to go. Yeah. You know, but like Black History Month trivia is fun. Um, we have a reel to reel that's going to take place here that following week on the 8th. And then we have uh, a special one in retrospect. This is our fourth one. Um, it's something I started um, a couple years ago, and it's just the idea of taking doing a retrospective on an artist. And it doesn't even – it's artists right now, but it, it could expand. But the idea is, you know, I would sit down with a subject matter expert, mm-hmm. right? And so the first one was Tupac. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know, but I'm something of a Tupac historian, right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I believe every time we have an interview, do you mention Tupac? I'll have to do like a montage. <laughs> you, Sometimes you have to bring me in here and we just talk pot <laughs> sure. because it's funny. Cause I'd love to. I I try to every people be like, man, you so you love you some pot. Why you love pot so much? And it's like music aside, his story is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable, and there's so many points at which I draw inspiration from that the human narrative 
other people just inspire me, right? So anyway, the first one was Pac, second one was Beyonce, third one was Kendrick Lamar, now it's Lauryn Hill. Watch out, some guys, some guys are only about We are bringing literally the woman who wrote the book on Lauryn Hill. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's yes. Be so Joan excited. Morgan is wow. pioneering feminist scholar, hip hop journalist. She wrote, she begat that 20 years of the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Mm-hmm. She's now at NYU. We're flying her out. We're also flying out an educator, Dr. Lachey Harvey from Baltimore. I'm not doing the interview this time, Dr. Harvey is. Well, that's an event that you don't want to miss. Seriously, mm-hmm. it seems like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to hear about, about yeah. Lauren Hill. It's yeah. amazing. To see the full lineup for this Black History Month program brought to you by Culture and Design, head over to the website at culturallydesigned.com to get all your information. Hi, I'm Kim Shine, production manager at Radio Milwaukee. Thank you to our host, Salam Fatayer, Tariq Moody, our executive producer, and Brett Kraskowski, who is our web editor. Thank you to our marketing team led by Sarah Lar, our graphics and wonderful logo made by Aaron Bagata. Mallory Wallace is our community engagement and membership manager, and Dan Reiner and Darren Brewer handle our social media. A big thank you to City Loving members for making Uniquely Milwaukee possible. Tune in next Tuesday for our next episode.